9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Go Plug Yourself, Montreal's arts and entertainment podcast hosted by me and a bunch of fun comedians. Uh, this episode is very exciting for us. We have on Jonathan Jubby Bouchard, who is one of the contestants on CBC's uh, Race Against the Tide. Uh, Jonathan Bouchard probably spent his time on the beach as a kid, the way most of us do, building sandcastles. However, unlike most of us, he never stopped. He was uh, now known professionally around the world as Jubby. Uh, Jonathan is an accomplished sculptor, and sand is just one of the many things that he has applied his craft to. However, it is sand that got him a role uh, on the reality, upcoming reality TV show that's coming up on CBC called Race Against the Tides, where competitors literally race against the tide. They have to create a large-scale sand sculpture before the massive tide of the Bay of Fundy sweeps them away. It looks like an intense show. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Jebby joins Chris and I to talk about the re- being on a reality show, common questions uh, he might get asked about sand sculpting, uh, and more. Uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and uh, tell your friends about Go Plug Yourself. And uh, have fun, everybody. Summer's almost over. Two, one, hit it. Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, it's time for another go plug yourself podcast. Yeah, I I realized that I addressed you as soon as you took a drink of water. That was mean of me. Chris, how you doing, buddy? Well, the listeners didn't know. He didn't have to start the show like that. I apologize. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> it's good to be back. You haven't had me back in a while. I thought I was out of the rotation. No, no, no. You're 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 in the rotation. It's because Walter jumped in the rotation again with the Sue episode. You get, you get too easily bullied by Walter. Walter pulled rank and and got. He has no rank. He quit. I mean, Keith, put your foot down. We talked about this last night, Chris. Sometimes it's easier to not put your foot down. It's true. It's a good point, especially with him. Um, so we, we go out of our way, I think, here on Go Blog Yourself to try to find people from all over the world of, uh, of entertainment. And I think that we have a, well, I know I know it, this is a first for the show. We, um, but I think it, it's a, a, a fascinating art and talent and skill. We have uh, Jonathan... Uh, Joby Bouchard on the show, uh, who is a, a <laughs> professional sand sculptor. Is this like your main form of like, is this how you support yourself now? Or is it subsidized with other arts or? Um, yeah, well, it is my main, um, my main work, if I can say it like that. But mm-hmm. I also do other type of uh, sculpting, like uh, steel sculpting, concrete, uh, Snow and ice, pretty much everything. So the world of sculpting is is how you put the food on the table. That is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And uh, you are a contestant on a professional sand sculpting show that's going to be playing on CBC coming up in a couple of weeks called Race Against the Tides. Which uh, I watched the trailer and it just seemed mean to me. <laughs> where, where you have like I was running down the list of of, of competitors and contestants. The, you, these are world champion sand sculptors uh, of highest caliber. I just saw running through the list with Chris. Uh, one of the pairs uh, presented the Pope with a sc- sand sculpture. Uh, you and your partner uh, Dan Belcher have multiple uh, 
festival championships, world championships, all this to your credit. So you're like some of the best sand sculptors on the planet. And then they have you making these sculptor sculptures in the Bay of Fundy where like the 10 foot tide is just going to come and, and completely take them down within the span of less than a day. So people get to enjoy it for like five minutes, maybe in person. <laughs> <laughs> and then the I just rolls up and then it's like, see you later. That's, 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 that's it. It just, uh, it yeah. seems almost mean spirited to to look at some of those beautiful sculptures and know that the the tide is coming and it's just it's all gone so fast. Yeah, we quick quickly uh, learned to to let go doing sand carving. It's okay. really important not to attach ourselves to what we do. But I imagine though that it, it you you it's that's still fast. Like I I like you said you work in snow, you work in sand, you work in ice. And like I imagine, like I seen, I've seen some sand sculptures where you can at least predictably say they're going to be mostly intact for like a couple days, let's say, mm-hmm. with with some touch ups and stuff. But this is like a, the span of a few hours on the show, right? Uh, more minutes. Uh, more actually, minutes, right? yeah. Well, we were <clears throat> uh, taken out, they, well taken out of the beach mm-hmm. um, just before the tide was coming in. So actually, we were getting out. The judges were uh, well, judging, mm-hmm. and then the tide was taking a taking a part. So wow. it was uh, maybe half an hour. And the, the bad thing is that we never really saw uh, the sculptures collapsing um, because they were judging. We were out mm-hmm. of the beach. Uh, I guess there will be some pretty amazing footage because. It's like based off the trailer alone. It's it, the trailer alone is like I'm PVRing this, I'm scheduling like the <laughs> recording, uh, just to see the mayhem because the, they all look great, but also then like the I love the shots of the water and it's like getting closer and it's it's about <laughs> yeah, there's to... some, yeah, there, there, there's shots where you guys are like you see the water kind of like rising almost as you're sculpting. So, I so to talk about the show, what is is that? the most like have you have you ever done kind of like these timed pressure uh things before under that intensive a time is this like a normal thing in the world of sand sculpting i mean Uh, i assume there's always a bit of a time like if you're in a festival or a championship you have so much time to do it but this seems very intense yeah well this is yeah it's really intense compared to what we were used to normally the timing is really important but we still have something like 24 hours, 30 hours to do our piece. Uh, mm-hmm. In that case, we had around six hours. Uh, they say six hours, but we never knew. Actually, we have to compact in those six hours. So the time of carving really was really not much. <laughs> so we were really in a stressful, um, well, stressful moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we we still got to manage uh, by by the end. Well, after a few episodes, I was looking at the beginning what we were able to do, and I was like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna show that on TV as being what professional covers can do. And after that, we really learned with those more or less six hours to do something really really interesting. Oh, so so even just in the in the short time of doing the episode, like I guess like the first time you're under a six hour time crunch. Obviously, it's the first time you've been you've been that intensely 
focused. And yeah. then I guess as you get better at manipulating, I guess, that time frame, you improved even from one to the next because you got, I guess, more used to the six hours, right? Yeah, yeah. And still, we say six hours, but we were on the show, we were not allowed to have a watch or anything except for like, the tide. So yeah. <laughs> just looking at the tide, it, it didn't mean much. I mean, where is it coming really fast or how, mu how much fast is coming? So it was really an interesting timing thing to just look at the tide. It didn't mean much. We get we had to get used to it, but <laughs> it was strange. <laughs> how many? I can, I can only how imagine, many yeah. And how many did you end up building? How many sculptures did you end up making over the course of how many days? Can I say that? I don't know. It's a competition. If he says like, "Oh, I did five, or like, "Oh, he doesn't make it past the fifth episode," no, 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 we can't tell him how many. So. Well, already I said that we got used to it. Um, from, so they're not for, so, so you're guess, not going home first is what you're saying. I we don't I, know. I mean, we don't know the format. Maybe there's two or three sculptures before they get sent home, right? You don't know. We don't know the format. I don't want to get uh, Joe being exactly. We don't want to get in trouble. We don't want the CBC <laughs> to come down on us. Um, the CBC, if you're listening though, if you want to do an ad read, let us know. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> if you want this podcast on your network, CBC, we're we'll also yeah, we will also do that. <laughs> um, so the. Uh, I understand a little bit about the show, but I am also very, very fascinated uh, with how you get into sand sculpting. Can you can you talk us through a little bit? Like, I mean, so you're from Saint Calixte, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. you you you're born there. You're growing up. You're having fun, and then are you an artistic kid? Are you good in visual arts? When do you like walk us through how you go from? Uh, I'm growing up, and I in Quebec and then I'm traveling all over the world doing sand sculptures. Like where, how do we get from A to B? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, surprisingly, when I was a kid, uh, I was spending all my winter playing in snow and all my summer playing in sand. So it's really, I guess it was written, uh, for me. Uh, I started to do some, um, some snow carving, that's about about 20 years ago almost and okay. which is snow snow sculpting is more common um well here in quebec and um i got to meet some people that did some uh sand carving and i was really interested and really curious to to try it um so uh, i tried it and getting on the beach uh scratching some sand i really thought that could be interesting to, uh, to, to, well, to move forward and make more and more of uh, sand carving. And mm -hmm. also the, I don't know how to say that, the, the, the circuit of uh, sand carving mm -hmm. is way bigger. Uh, well, from what I, what I found, way bigger and more interesting maybe than uh, snow carving. I mean, and, and the weather is nicer. Well, it can. <laughs> I feel anywhere it, you're traveling, if you're traveling the sand carving circuit, I feel that you're on beaches and then there's sunshine. If you're the snow carving circuit, it's the winter and whatever. So, in yeah, terms of yeah, tr true. But sometimes <laughs> it can be really cold as well, uh, even yeah. doing uh, sand carving. And uh, we're not talking about the, the storms, rain, and all those things, which has a lot of impact also on the sculpture itself. Uh, mm. when you carve snow or ice, 
If it's cold, it's fine. Windy, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, with sand, if it's windy, it, it can be a pain because the sand gets dry really, really quick. Uh, if it's raining, well, a little bit of rain doesn't matter really. The the, the, the sand needs uh, water, but if it's downpouring, uh, <laughs> it's too muddy. Yeah, yeah, it gets too muddy, too heavy, and it starts to fall apart. So it's it's also an interesting challenge to, to well, structurally also sand is interesting. When you when you say interesting, like, do you mean that it like just behaves different? You said you you worked with a lot of different, I guess, traditional substances, and also then snow and ice. I guess it I, again. I'm I'm completely novice in this i just like i see a sand sculpture and i'm like neat but i don't think about like the consistency and i don't think about any of that so what is it so here's a weird question does it vary from like beach to beach like is like the sand itself can be different like because i it yeah. seems to me that there's different size of grain and everything so depending yeah, on yeah. where you're doing it's different right well it's different a lot um just for example if you go on a beach on a sea beach can i say it like this it yeah, yeah from the ocean yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah from the ocean uh you have always the the waves washing the sand and also there is the erosion so you're trying to if you use this sand you're trying to make a pile of uh, beads of uh, marbles yeah. so of course it, it's impossible almost to do something that sticks together yeah, um, it's all smooth right yeah but well rounded and no yeah. clay nothing to to really stick uh, and on the other hand, if you use some, uh, well, clay sand and which, uh, on what the, the crystals, the, the, the grains are more, uh, I don't know how to say spiky or yeah, yeah, like there's more like squares and you can do really crazy stuff with this, uh, really big columns or, uh, overhang or, um, even, um, big dome. One time I, I did in uh, Revere Beach, a big turtle that was maybe six foot by four foot, the, the, the body itself, the, 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 yeah, like the shell. Yeah. yeah, the shell. And it was all emptied. It was a big dome. And, and I never believed we, we could do that. But it, it was, was hollow really, on the inside. Yeah, yeah. And it was really amazing. Was, wow, really, we can do it with sand. So, well, I, I take pleasure on pushing technically uh, what we can do with sand. And a lot of times it's really amazing. Sometimes we push too much. And it, <laughs> yeah, on that note, though, on that note, you're saying sometimes you push too much. Is there an example that comes to mind of a, of a time where um, you were at a competition or a world championship event or whatever, where you were doing a sand sculpture and for whatever reason, the sand wasn't cooperating with you that day? Um, yeah, it happened to me only a few times, maybe, well, I remember one time in particular, in particular, uh, it was, it wasn't about the rain because most of the time people in general are really asking or wondering what's happening if it rains, uh, the big question and not much happens, but, uh, that day, uh, actually it was too warm, too sunny, too windy. And on the opposite, the, the, the sand was really drying out. Um, and at the end, my, my piece collapsed because it was too dry. Well, so, so, even, and, so while you were building it, it, it got 
like you were like moving from different portions of the piece and it would get dry too quickly because it was so hot. Yeah, yeah. I remember also one time in <laughs> Virginia Beach, there's a big event down there. Um, and really, we had a terrible storm. We had to wear uh, goggles and stuff. They actually take us out of the beach because it was getting dangerous. But right. really, the, the sculptures were sandblast. It was really <laughs> getting <laughs> narrow and narrow just by the wind and the it was a big sandblast. It was uh, interesting to see, but not so interesting uh, sculpture-wise. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I guess like walk, walk me through the uh, the the emotions. I guess of a, ha I guess having a sculpture collapse unexpectedly, but even b knowing that no matter even like if you did the most beautiful sand sculpture on the face of the planet, it's not around for a long time, right? Like there's, there's yeah. the one element of it didn't even get judged. Something went wrong. It's not just a pile of sand, but then even if everything goes right, your sculpture is not uh, a permanent fixture, right? Like a lot of people say like, Oh, one of the reasons we put art is to like last for generations, but yeah. by very nature of what you're doing, your art is not going to be around for, I'm guessing like the longest a week, you know, like no, well, it, it can stay a lot longer than a week. Uh, oh. Sand sculptures can be pretty tough. Uh, mm -hmm. I saw some people trying to smash them or punching them. Uh, it's it's a massive pile of compacted sand, so it's mm -hmm. really heavy. If you punch in it or run into it, uh, you're gonna break yourself. <laughs> of course, the details will go away. But mm -hmm. I saw some people really squeeze their uh, their fist trying yeah. to, well, good for them, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, of course, we have to uh, learn to let go because we know even if it can be tough, uh, we know it's not permanent. Um, but is that something that like drew you into it? Like, like I, I, you have to, I have to imagine that if I just your your talents in sand sculpting and you even mentioned it before that you have like you, the uh, steel sculptures and so on that which are going to be more permanent fixtures yeah. so what like how does you how do you approach one from the other sort of like just i just like, like i guess mentally like how do you say okay this is this is a fleeting piece of art and this is a permanent piece of art is it different the approach like just mentally how do you come into that as an artist um i don't really see it differently i mean for the process of doing it i'm not making less effort <clears throat> because it's it's not durable um at the beginning actually i was seeing it as uh <laughs> practicing <Okay. laughs> i was doing <clears throat> because in sand you can be you can do a big monument in in a week or maybe less than that in a few days mm -hmm. so it to me, it was interesting to, um, through the process, to just, well, do the process of uh, trying to see the big shapes, uh, getting the shapes done, details, whatever. So in the idea of practicing, it was really interesting, uh, well, to do uh, sand carving. Uh, now I, I have the feeling I'm, I'm ready for something else, do more uh, monument. Uh, I started little bit already to to do less sand uh, and now with the pandemic uh, I used to travel a lot and do mm -hmm. do this in big events 
so you, you can see that it's it's not really popular these days <laughs> yeah beaches are closed man yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, where, where are some of the places that, uh, that sand carving has taken you? Uh, you mentioned traveling and stuff like, what, have you been all around the world? Like what's the most, I guess, interesting or exotic, or... exotic, uh, spot that, uh, that your, your, your passion has brought you. There is some, um, some contest or events pretty much everywhere in the world, in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been to Australia, to Asia. I do a lot of uh, competition. There's more competition in the in the U.S., uh, but in Europe they, they also do big projects with a lot of carvers. Um, is there one like a like a cool one, like one where you were like, "Oh wow, this is cool," or is it like one to the next? It's just kind of. The uh, same? Well, th there is some that are more interesting than others. Uh, going to Asia to me is always well. The experience is different. Even okay. going to Australia, it's pretty much similar to, well, except for the weather, but uh, it's pretty much the same as what we see here. But going in Asia, it's always interesting. There is also some interesting projects because we end up being a lot of carvers um, at the same place. Uh, mm -hmm. In Denmark, uh, in Sandvik, there is one big event uh, where they, they build a gigantic wall and uh, about 40 carvers are uh, sculpting the wall all together at the same time. They build a wall out of sand? Yeah. Is that not dangerous at that point? If the wall is like, if the wall collapses, wouldn't it collapse on all the carvers? Yeah, well, it's always a danger, but uh, the sand over there is really strong. So I, I never felt... Uh, Actually, okay. they, they did um, this spring. I couldn't go because I couldn't travel, but uh, they did the world record uh, with the highest castle. I, think, I don't know how high it was, but with this sand, it's not even... <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but I, I was about to say it's not even dangerous to do that because the, the sand is really... When it, it dries out, it's turned into concrete. The, the clay in it, Turns really solid. Okay. So, but anyway, what, yeah. What's what's like the biggest? You you mentioned they made a world record or whatever. What's the biggest sand sculpture that you've been like that you sculpted? Right. Like obviously, I think sculpting a part of the wall is kind of not the full story because it's the whole wall and there's multiple sculptures. But like you alone, what's like the biggest piece you've done? Um, okay, if you can remember, obviously. Yeah, well, I would say that it's probably in Australia. Uh, we used to have pretty big, big uh, sculptures to do. Uh, and it was about, I don't know, maybe four. Is that too much? Four meter high? Maybe three? <laughs> okay. And uh, I don't know, uh, 15 meters long, I think. 15 what, what by. Was it? What was it of? Um, well, every year it's the same. So, um, well, same same format. But I did uh, some weirdo steampunk animals all mixed <laughs> together. Uh, this one is probably one of my favorite ever that I've done. Uh, one time is what it was a setup of uh, insects all, mm -hmm. all interacting together. 
one thing about the various themes like you've mentioned steampunk like is that something that you enjoy sculpting or is it always just like i guess when you said like you're you're taking it kind of as a practice like it's whatever enters your head i'm sure is part of it but like are there certain themes or certain motifs that you like to stick to that uh Uh, i like to do uh, mechanic stuff for steampunk biomechanic and that stuff Mm -hmm. i really like but that's that's one thing interesting about travel traveling all over the place um Every time we arrive somewhere, uh, actually, I, I don't have any idea what I'm going to carve. So when I get to one project, the people more and more get to know me, so they know that I will enjoy and I will be good to make that or that kind of job. But mm-hmm. before arriving, I have no idea what I have to do. So is it anatomy, animals, uh, nature, whatever? So how do you how do you get? Like, so you're on the plane and you're just like, I'm doing a sculpture. And then like, <laughs> you get there and you're like, okay, it's going to be bugs. Like, how do you, how do you get from like, uh, is it the, 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 the atmosphere, the surrounding there is, do you have the idea or is it someone else gives you the idea? Um, depending on competition, normally we're pretty much uh, free to do whatever we want. It has mm-hmm. to be respectful of uh, is that because it's mostly family events. Yeah. But uh, on big projects um, where they want to um, to charge at the opening, or I don't know how to say, mm-hmm. uh, then they have a more strict setup. With uh, well, they have a plan, <clears throat> and they don't. I don't know why they mostly well generally don't give us really the the, the sketches that we have. We can always okay. play with it. It's it's interesting because. It, they know the plan but we don't know before we could prepare for it or try to suggest something else respecting the theme but uh i don't know why we we can't really so they, they just like will literally give you a sketch and you're like make this and it's like hand it over like um more or less uh, well there is an idea or a quick sketch but we we play with it we treat it as we want mm-hmm. um I think some place where you really have to respect the sketch, but I don't. Yeah. Go, I don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure Outside some of them. Of are just, the... Some of them are just commissions, right? Where you're just like, I make this house, or make this building, or make this artist or woman or whatever. Like, I'm sure some of it's a straight commission, yeah. where you're just like, do this as as ordered, and that's all. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some projects like for events that. and stuff, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I was uh, gonna ask that. Yeah, but I mean. Uh, you know, Keith, you uh, you jump on my my points. Sorry, so Chris, I'm sorry. Continue. I I could just be a fly on the wall in this interview. Just I'm just super into sand. Like I'm you, just... you don't listen to cues. You don't see me when I'm trying to cue you. Keith. Oh, Chris. Uh, I just know? say like it, it. It fascinates me though. Again, just to to go back to to the job. Like I, my family has a place on a little lake. I remember sandcastles and like being like pretty impressed with myself if i had any kind of a yeah, like absolutely. structure yeah. <laughs> you know like if i was making anything more than like a pile of mud i was like yo i nailed this like, <laughs> <laughs> you know so i think like and not to say every kid but i mean almost i think any kid that's played on a beach at some point has tried to like turn wet sand <clears throat> into something right so it, it's so funny i find that it's like th- that we come at that 
from kids, like almost everybody doing it, to then adults basically stop playing with sand. But then there's a, a small portion of you guys that are have just taken it to this like insane next level of art and like skill and craftsmanship. And I, how, how when you said okay, I started doing some snow sculptures and stuff. Where how do you go from I'm good at this to I'm traveling the world and people are paying me for this and uh, I'm entering contests. Like like how how does that transition work like is it just you get real good and you get noticed or uh, <clears throat> well yeah it's pretty much like that um there is a circuit um it's hard to get in actually uh you, you have to get known it's always it's always by um by invitation or mm -hmm. mainly so to get in the first time it's quite difficult and to perform uh it's, it's also difficult the first time because there is a lot of amazing sculptors in the circuit um so to, well to me I, i've been pretty lucky i've been good or lucky or as a friend say uh, i'm lucky to be good <laughs> I, I listen like we, we, we both chris and i are sports fans right and you're like skill is a big part of it, but luck is a little bit about yeah, it too. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's the same in, in same in the arts, maybe, yeah. you know. Like now, when you're when you're working in these competitions, is it just you, or do you have a team of people with you that you're also managing, or what's the dynamic like when you're actually in these competitions and performing or working and building? How does that usually go? Um, in competitions, it's mainly uh, solo or doubles. Uh, I used to do a lot of competition with my wife. Uh, we were working really well together. Uh, nice dynamic, and she was listen listening to me. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> that's well, a dream. I had, yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, but I had more experience and more knowledge, maybe more capabilities. So maybe because of that, we were making a nice team. I don't know. But mm -hmm. that's it. Solo and doubles for. Uh, competition but when we go on big projects uh sometimes they make bigger teams mm -hmm. so it's it can be difficult to manage because you're not yes you're building your team yourself uh but sometimes you, you, well you choose the people that are there and so how did you um so for instance i was looking at your your partner on the show uh dan belcher like he has he comes from, it looks like a team background with team championships and solo championships and doubles. Have you worked with Dan before? Did you guys get together for the show? Was it like a draft lottery uh, situation? No, no, it wasn't a draft. Um, I, I worked with him in demo piles. Uh, sometimes, well, a lot of times when we do a competition, there is mm -hmm. one part where we're all together making a demo pile and little sculptures with a uh, little sculpture with. Uh, logos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I worked with him uh, in demo on demo piles, but never okay. as a double uh, or as a real thing. I would say. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually planning to go with another partner, another sculptor from Quebec, mm -hmm. but uh, at the end, finally, it didn't work out. <clears throat> so I had to find another partner, and uh, I've been asking few people uh some were already on the show uh and dan was available and 
really excited to team up with me. I think I was really confident uh, in Dan. Uh, well, having a nice partner and talented partner, so mm -hmm. why not? Does the issue, I think, there get into different visions of what the piece will ultimately be? Because I could just speak from experience with, with the work that I do, and when you're collaborating with people, everyone has to have their say on how the the end game is but well, what yeah. the end game is but for you for you and what you guys are doing <clears throat> who gets final say or is it just collaborative and give and take throughout the whole process uh we were really discussing together uh what would be the the best idea how to how to do it and everything i think it was really a collaboration we never really had issues uh, communicating on that matter. Wait, until you watch the reality show and then it's edited together so you guys are just fighting all the time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll I'm see. I'm always uh, fascinated with the reality TV shows where they're like, well, this is the storyline for these two guys. And even though you guys are saying, like, oh, no, it was collaborative. It was great. Yeah, it was a great yeah. partner. And they're well, just like, actually, Dan there's, and Joey hate there each is, other. You're like, why are they showing this? Yeah, well, there is so much uh, footage. Uh, I guess they, turn yeah. a, they can turn us into whatever they like. Uh, we did a lot of stupid stuff that I guess we won't see on TV, but <laughs> a lot of interesting things that, uh, well, anyway, all kinds of things uh, that were really funny. I, I hope they will keep some of it. I know that mm -hmm. there's a, well, people are, people on the show are all artists, so they're really colorful and really, uh, which Amazing. I guess what producers want, right? They want. I, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Well, on that yeah. matter, I, on that matter, I think me and Dan are probably the the most. Uh, I think Dan is saying it in uh, one teaser. I saw more low key. We're more quiet, maybe. The we, calm team. The relaxed. Yeah, team. yeah. <laughs> but this is a little bit because <laughs> because of him. Uh, he, he was really careful what to say uh, on well while we're recording. Um, I I was ready to, to to jump in the show a little bit more and do some I don't know stupid stuff. I wasn't really afraid of what I would like on TV, but I think on his side he he, he wanted us or him. He was not talking for us, but. Uh, he was really careful, uh, like walking on eggshells. Okay, no, we shouldn't say that. Let's say that. Uh, it's true, yeah. actually. We have to be careful. But I'm really eager to see the show, uh, just to see what what kind of person, not personality, because it was clear before the show. Uh, we asked, uh, well, before getting on the show, I asked, what's the plan? Do you want to make us? something am i am i gonna end up am i the bad guy am well I the good that's guy? that's <laughs> it and they, they said no no you you do you act like you want and we will show you as you are and but, the, um did you get to the do you interact did you interact at all with sean he's he's actually been on the show before sean majumder like uh canada's canada's own very funny very talented sean majumder i does he, i imagine he can bring levity and fun to anything like he's such an energetic person did you interact with them at all, or is it more just you and the judges? And he's just like, um, yeah, we we could interact with him uh, a little bit, but 
mostly off camera because uh, all the, the all the times he was showing up was to do the well the presentation of the challenge of the day blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So everyone was there. Uh, it was more or less a serious situation, and mm -hmm. in between the shots we were having fun, but. <laughs> During the shots, we had to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, while it was by the end of the shows, uh, at the end of every challenge, <clears throat> it was building up some uh, suspense, <laughs> something yeah. like that. But with his face, <laughs> just lo <laughs> looking at him, I was always uh, start laughing. <laughs> and by the end, it was, Joby, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't laugh. Yeah, no, it's it's funny that they're like that you're saying that he had to do it all serious because I was like he's just absolutely hilarious and yeah, for him no. to suddenly be like we're at the moment of elimination or whatever very serious I cannot imagine not just like cracking up like while he's well yeah that's it while the cameras were on us looking at us and not him and then mm -hmm. he was doing <laughs> some <laughs> some crazy stuff and then we had to stay quiet and stay focused and this and that or look really uh stressed uh, anyway it was it was interesting joby before uh before we get you out of here i want i would like to know um i just see from the trailer that there's obviously there's the competition portion of the episodes that we're gonna see but then there's also i guess these testimonial uh moments where you're on camera just speaking those were filmed obviously separately I, I would assume what was that like going from you know doing your craft on camera and and which or i would assume is a bit more natural for you to then doing like a reality tv show like sit down interview um well all that put together was to me really new um because we were interviewed in the morning before starting the show, when we actually we know what the, the theme of the challenge is and uh, whatever the technical difficulties that we have to play with. Uh, so it, to me, it was always, um, I would say, the focus. It was uh, keeping me unfocused. Uh, because you have to, well, to me, also speaking English is always a little bit difficult. So I had to all focus on speaking English and when, what should I say? Or, uh, and then you get on the beach, you do what you have to do. And every challenge at one point, every team, they were taking us apart. We, we go some, somewhere else, we do another interview. So, uh, and at the end of the day as well, another interview to have footage. So you're always like footage. changing gears from like working yeah. on the thing to now an interview. Go yeah. Back to working on the sculpture, work, go yeah. back through the interview. And yeah, yeah. So even like getting your groove. And even working on the sculpture, uh, the production were, there was, I don't know how many cameras, 20 cameras maybe, or maybe more. I have no idea. But mm -hmm. all the time, of course, there were cameras on us. And when we were doing something, unexpected or something special or a weird tool or whatever. Oh, hey, Joby, what, what, what's that tool? Oh, this is, no, no, okay, uh, wait, wait, okay. The, while you're working, you have to, oh, this is that kind of tool. Uh, I use it to do that or that. So all the time, well, all the time you have the feeling that someone is looking over your shoulder. Because they are. Oh, yeah, of <laughs> course. Like literally a guy over your shoulder with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but I imagine that it probably is really hard to get into like a lot of uh, a lot of visual artists and stuff talk about like getting into the flow of a piece or whatever, and you're just like lose yourself and and working in that. I imagine it's very very difficult given the format of you have some camera right around you, people asking you questions, stopping for interviews, so you never get that like that rhythm of I'm just working and going right like. Yeah, well, we we had to get used to it. Yeah, I mean, that, and, that was and, the challenge. Every, and everybody had the same challenge, right? Yeah, it's not like that yeah. was only happening to you guys. It was everyone on the show has the same circumstances, so it's not like an unfair thing. But it is, I'm sure, just very different from previous. Uh, yeah, well, th there is a couple events where the well, I wasn't really uh, used to the, the the cameras and all the protection people around. But mm -hmm. most of the time, it's the, the, the crowd, the public, okay. always looking, always asking questions. So mm -hmm. it was a little bit similar to working in front of the public. So maybe it wasn't so bad because of that. Okay. Because um, like in a normal, normal sand sculpting environment, you'd have people just coming up to you and being like, hey, what are you doing? Like, is that just normal? I yeah, guess? well, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, well, not not that way normally we work and then someone hey 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 hey, what happened if it rains uh we put the raincoat on and then yeah. <laughs> the person goes away and hey hey, hey what happened if it rains everyone wants to ask this so I, so i guess when you get asked that question you heavily inside your head roll your eyes at, at this point in your career sorry <laughs> Like, do you like just you roll how, how often do you roll your eyes or just get annoyed oh, yeah. like, when somebody asks that question? Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's there's maybe three questions that people ask, but uh, <laughs> we were asked something like 200 questions per day, so it makes uh, a lot of repetition, repetition, repetition. So, yeah, but you, you can't really roll your eyes to someone that's just tried to be nice and talk to you. No, of course not. So I'm trying to be nice. Hang on, the three, the three questions are, are, what happens if it rains? What are the other two? Um, well, how do you, um, how do you do to, well, I said three, I don't know, but there's. I know, few. I'm just saying, like, like, I, I, but I was like, what are the. Of course, uh, how do you, well, how do you, how do, you do this? Uh, mm -hmm. It's a long story. And yeah. how does it stick together? How does it stand? Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, the most popular is the rain. What happens if it rains? And it's, it's just keeping... Okay, I will tell everyone what right now. It's just keeping the sculpture uh, together. It needs water to stick together. So it's yeah. just helping. Yeah. Like, unless it's like a... Disaster, like I can only imagine unless it's like a huge, giant storm. Like a, yeah, like a windy, but the storm is going to take it out one way or the other. If it's going to be the wind or the rain or the combination, like... That's that's not a, a thing, but yeah, I can't imagine rain in general necessarily is the worst thing. Maybe it needs to be covered up some of the details or whatever. If it's a yeah, it could be, but if you cover it and it's windy, then the plastic uh, the gets plastic shake down damage. it. No, no, the the rain is not so. Uh, it's not a big issue. It's not big. Uh, time for five questions, Chris. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Joby. I don't know how often you do podcasts. We do this real original thing on our podcast that after 40 minutes of asking you questions we end the show with five more questions <laughs> uh, so okay. so i hope you're ready uh it's uh it's always a fun segment basically what happens is <clears throat> three questions we ask all our guests 
The fourth question is from our previous guest. This week it's uh, Montreal mayoral candidate Sue Montgomery. And uh, the final question is a question you propose our future guests and by, by proxy myself and Keith. Um, and we'll ask our next guest your question. So question number one, Keith, what do you got? Uh, what do your thoughts sound like? <laughs> They're weird questions. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> uh whoa <laughs> they, is it like is it visual is it or yeah do thoughts sound or look like like it's just like how do you how do you think some people said like music some people said words. what's in the inside of your head when yeah you're, exactly when you're that's it how does things? it uh i would say my my thoughts um are more a mood it's okay more, it's it's it, well i think it's visual but it's more a feeling well sculpting wise if i'm sculpting and my thoughts are really getting in the mood it doesn't matter if it's a, i'm carving a, a leg a head or whatever it's the feeling so you're not necessarily having like like active like oh i need to like make this smaller make this bigger it's more just like riding a mood and a feeling that you're just going well if the feeling is good the, the size is is good <laughs> exactly <laughs> talking about sculptures yeah yeah <laughs> fair uh, <laughs> we won't get more deep into yeah. that <laughs> question number two what was your favorite thing to eat as a child to this eat could be a, a snack or a meal or uh candy like uh, like anything, so. Um, I don't even remember how it was called, but um, when I was a kid, I was I was loving the little the um, gâteau vachon. I don't know. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. At, um, like it was like the like May West or how was it called? Or? No, the little more fancy ones, uh, croquette, I think. Croquettes? Like a, a, a round, a round uh, cake with frosting, and it was folded on both sides. That was uh, a really, really fancy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. I like when you're saying it. It does, it does ring a bell. I can't put the name of it on it, but yeah, I know. Like the, I think it was croquette. I, I don't know yeah. in English. Was it uh, croquette or something else? Chris, do you know this? Well, croquettes are nuggets, right? Um, yeah, but it was like a... Yeah, but it's... Uh... I know the Vachon cakes he's talking I'm pretty sure I know the Vachon cakes he's talking about. Yeah, but... yeah, it was croquettes. Yeah, 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 I just Googled it. It's a pink box. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right, good. Yeah, that's, that's a fun answer. It, 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 it almost, was... like, to describe <laughs> it, it almost looks like a hot dog, but with icing inside instead of, like... <laughs> Perfect. Like, like just visually, <laughs> that's kind yeah. of what, if you're thinking of, you're like, what are they talking about? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like the pastry is like almost like a, like a really lazy cannoli. Well, let's not get like. too crazy here. Uh, question number three, Keith. Uh, question number three, what is the best or worst part about growing up? Um... Well, I would say the worst part uh, is just piling up uh, responsibilities. Mm -hmm. It's always more responsibility, more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not, to me, I, I don't like that. It's not so nice. 
<laughs> can imagine. Uh, do you have the? Do you have a best? You don't have to. If you don't have a best, it's okay. <laughs> There's nothing best. About <laughs> yeah, exactly. Growing up is the worst. Let's yeah. not even try to pretend. You just have more responsibilities and bills That's to fun. pay. No, no reason. Just growing up is the worst. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Uh, question number four that. comes in from again Montreal mayoral candidate Sue Montgomery. Borough mayor, borough mayor, borough mayor candidate. I think Not she's running, running for, for mayor, city. though, is she? No, 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 no. She's running to be borough mayor. Whatever, Sue Montgomery. Uh, <laughs> Downplay her um, political career. That's why. <laughs> no, you were, you were downplaying it. I was giving it more. Uh, she's not running for mayor, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert island. You could bring one song and one luxury item with you. What would they be? Uh, one song. Um, I think I would go for Jack Johnson. Which one? I don't know. A Jack Johnson song. Jack Johnson track. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. You'd have to like listen to them all to get to be like, okay, I need to pick the one. <laughs> But a Jack Johnson track. That's good. Maybe, that's, that's, maybe. That seems very uh, beach oriented, right? Yeah, like yeah. Pro yeah. surfer and everything. Like, well, again, it's uh, the feeling, feeling, yeah. feeling. <laughs> um, and um, luxury. I would try to find some uh, croquette. There you go. <laughs> I was gonna say though, like I, I, I obviously I didn't want to 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 prompt you but you wouldn't want to bring like sculpting tools like he has his hands baby no vaca vacation. vacation i don't need to work over there there you go there you go <laughs> so just lifetime supply of vachon croquettes would, uh... would you bring an earpiece would you bring it would you bring your headphones keith to a to a deserted island you know maybe yeah maybe microphone and be whatever i'll be like coming to you live from That'd the deserted island podcast. recording it sending it nowhere yeah, just like no that. as long as they have wi-fi we can get it done That's it. uh question number five uh joby is uh what would you like to ask our future guest mm. <clears throat> okay um what 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 does have um, special? What's special about your favorite socks? Sock? What's special about your favorite socks? Yeah, <laughs> socks. Ooh, interesting question. <laughs> so, what, what if I don't? I have I have a lot of socks. Like I have. Stop, like, stop flashing your sock money in front of us. Just Keith. saying. Jeez. What's special oh. about? Your favorite socks. I can tell you, I mean, the one the socks that I'm like the most proud of are um <laughs> Chris, your face. Proud? I was at uh, a Just for Laugh show, comedian uh Ronnie Chang, who you might know from the Daily Show, uh did his did his hour and at a certain point he was like, My socks have my face on them. And then after the show he was selling sets of socks with his face on them. And I was like, how do I not buy 
<laughs> a pair of socks with like a like Ronnie. So Chang Ronnie Chang Chung's or... Ronnie Chung socks are your most important socks. They're like my favorite socks. Like they're like it, they're like conversation starters. People are like, "Why is there this dude's face on your yeah. socks?" And I'm I like, have a I have a pair of Todd Gurley socks, which is the same, which is my answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from the Rams, football player. Well, oh, ex of the Rams, the long Rams. Yeah, that's it. Same so, like, socks. So yeah, if, okay. if celebrity socks for recent Keith, Chris and uh, Keith. Let's yeah, I also like some of them. Like I have, I say my second favorite pair. I have like it's like a, a a dynamic like '80s pattern with like a wolf with like laser shooting out of his eyes. That's a cool pair of socks. My wife has a pair of socks, two pairs of socks with our dog's face on them. Like they were, we, got, we got them like custom ordered. It's the whitest like, shit I've ever heard. I mean, her brother ordered, got them for her birthday. It was you know, a stocking stuffer or something. Keith, every week you find new ways on this podcast to reveal your bouginess. And I, swear to God, I didn't know you had a list of preferred socks. Joby was clearly fucking around. And, and you have a prepared list of power rankings for your socks. You want, Next time you come over, Chris, I'll show you my sock drawer. It's yeah, like an yeah, art give, display. Yeah, give me one to ten. Ten, ten to one. Uh, Joby, uh, thank you. When does the uh, show start? Uh, September 9th, I think. Awesome. And it's on CBC and CBC Gem, right? I believe. No idea. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll put the link Spoken in the like episode. Spoken like a true reality <laughs> Not sure. Uh, hang on. I'll, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring up the press info just so we have it in the <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's CBC, CBC Gem, looking up the email, an all new intense sand casting TV competition is coming here, da, 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 da. hosted by Sean Najumder, 10 duos in the Bay of Fundy, New Brunswick. Uh, beautiful beautiful beach, by the way, I've been there. It's so mm -hmm. nice yeah. And when is the premiere? Next, uh, next Thursday, sir. No, it's, it's September 9th, sorry. Yeah, on September 9th. On CBC and CBC Gem is what I'm seeing. Yeah. CBC, yeah, September 9th, Race Against the Tide. And I, and I, I'll put the link into it, too. Like, if if at any point you're saying, okay, this is... I mean, I guess, like, the vibe of the show, if I'm judging from the... the, the, the oh, my God. Sorry. It just... The, the, the commercial started playing in the background as I was talking in my headphones. I just got very... I was like, they're like, the highest tides in the world. Again, we didn't hear it. I'm glad you ruined the moment for everyone. I'm just telling you, watch the trailer, first of all. And if you're trying to figure out sort of what the <clears> vibe <throat> is of the show, it does seem to have a similar vibe to uh, almost like a Top Chef kind of thing. That's what but I it's about, yeah. it's, But it's about like sand sculptures. So like high intensity, time pressure. It's not like... Literal tide those... moving in. Yeah, it's not one of those, uh, like, it's amateurs trying their... No, these are, like, the best of the best. If you look at the actual list of people on this show, I was blown away that there were so many people at that caliber. And then I found out that these competitions are all over the place. And now, like I said, now we're talking to uh, to Joby. Like, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling what you guys can do. And, like... It seems almost every, not every team, there do seem to be some lesser renowned teams than others when we're taking a look at the list, but every team is at least competitive in terms of what they could do. And it looks really, uh, really like intense and a lot of fun. And it blows my mind what you guys were able to do with Sand under such a short period of time. And like I said, I mean, even you mentioned that you didn't even get to see it live. 
I'm very, very interested to see what it looks like when the tide takes these things down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the best part, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joby, congrats on all your success, boss. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, really wish you well and everything you're doing next. And can't wait to see what what's next for you and you know, where you decide to go. Because you were saying earlier that you're looking at you know doing different projects now. So I want to yeah. see a big all steel steampunk Mad Max thing coming out. That's my. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> well, right. thanks, um, guys. Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.